Today's episode of the WAC Podcast is brought to you by Hercules Tires, the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference. Now here are your hosts, Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil. Hello, everybody. Welcome into the WAC Podcast. Eric Danner and Rachel Vigil coming at you. Excited to sit down and talk with head coach Jared Olson from CBU Women's Basketball in the second segment. But before that, Eric, let's talk all of the sports here that are still going on in the WAC. And I guess now we'll start off at the top with a sport that's over, and that's basketball. So let's talk Grand Canyon men's basketball. They fall to Iowa in the first round of the NCAA tournament. First ever trip for the Lopes to the NCAAs. They fall 86-74 to to Luca Garza, the likely uh, men's national player of the year. Uh, GCU, I mean, they, they, they fell behind early, and that hurt them, obviously, when Garza hits those threes to start the game. But a very good effort by the Lopes. Uh, you know, they never uh, were able to get over the hump, but they also never got truly blown out either. So first time there, 15 versus a two. Good showing for GCU. We saw the Havocs uh, make the trip to Indianapolis and, and got some airtime there. But uh, just a shout out to Bryce Drew and his team uh, first year there. So we would think, uh, you know, bigger things yet to come. Bigger things yet to come. And I actually want to talk about the Havocs real quick. How much fun would it be to get chartered all the way out to Indiana to be able to watch your college team. I'm like, that's a dream for me back when I was in school. Like they physically <laughs> chartered like 250 of them. They did. And they, they did the dances and the choreography that we got to see in WAC Vegas. Uh, they travel well. And they're a big part of the reason I think GCU is, is such a good program because they have that support from the president, from the AD, from everybody in the university, uh, helping the fans get there, which was as important as getting the players there. And it was a lot of fun to watch. Unfortunately, they fall in the first round, Rach. And you, you kind of wonder, I mean, if they had played another team, might they have advanced to the second round? But, you know, you play that guessing game every year. You do. And Iowa shot lights out for what seems like a majority of that game. The three pointers, it was just, <laughs> I was like watching them go up and I was like, oh, there goes another one. And it just seemed like they were all shooting. But another team that we were keeping our eye on, Eric, technically isn't even in the whack yet, but they definitely raised some eyebrows this past weekend. Yeah, Abilene Christian University, they'll be in the WAC next year. Of course, we had the big announcement back in January with the four new schools from Texas as well as Southern Utah. ACU will be in the WAC next season. So we're cheering for them already. Uh, they were the Southland champion, uh, tournament champion this past year or past you know month, and they played Texas. You know, and I, I remember seeing Texas early in the season when they played UTRGV, and I think I even said on this podcast, Rachel, Look out for Texas in the NCAA tournament. Shaka Smart, their head coach, and ACU pulled off the shocker against Shaka, uh, knocking off Texas, and Abilene Christian winning their first ever NCAA tournament game. It was the last game of the night, so I know a lot of people were watching it, and it came right down to the wire and, and free throws, and I believe his name was Joe Pleasant. Uh, his dad was Anthony Pleasant, the NFL football player, Ice in his veins hitting the free throws to win it for Abilene Christian. The Wildcats go to the second round of the NCAA tournament. They fall to UCLA in that round. But wow, uh, what a an accomplishment. Uh, as they're they're not uh, they haven't been in Division One for a terribly long time. I want to say seven years, and, and this was their second trip to the NCAA's. But uh, hats off to ACU and congratulations on uh, getting to the second round of the NCAA's. 
And I'm pretty sure that his season free throw percentage was like 56%. So he, he not great. The guy you wanted at the line. That's, that's true. Yeah, Joe Pleasant had 11 points in that game. Very low scoring game, Rachel. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, was not uh, burning up the nets. 53-52 wound up being the final. But all that matters is you have more points than the other team. That's what uh, Lily from AT&T tells me anyway. <laughs> Let's go on to women's basketball now real quick. Like I mentioned, we're going to have Jared Olson from CBU women's basketball on in the second segment, but they had a good run in the WNIT. Fantastic run. Finish up 26 and one best record in WAC women's basketball history by percentage. They win two games in the WNIT. We had not seen a team win two games in the WNIT since your 1998 CSU Rammies, Rachel, led by Becky Hammond. I'm trying to do the math in my head. You were born in 19, you were, you're on earth at that time. I I was two years old at the time. So yes, I was born, but Becky Hammond had a goat. Not watching the Rams yet. And Becky Hammond was on that team. What a fantastic year for CBU. Unfortunately, Ani Oleta got hurt in that second game, was not able to play in the third game. They wind up falling to Rice, but they make it to the final eight of the WNIT. So what a performance by them. And it's, it's one of those things. And we'll get into it with coach Olson about what if they had gone to the NCAAs and, you know, having that opportunity, what would that mean to them? And also, you know, maybe they could have made some noise there. Yeah. You never know. Again, it's just another, what if scenario. And uh, we had one more other team who was able to play due to CBU transitioning to D one. They were not eligible for the NCAA. It's kind of like you just mentioned, Eric. So Utah Valley, the number two seed up for the regular season, they were able to move into the spot and they got to play Stanford on Sunday. Yeah. They, they get to play the number one team in the nation who looked like the number one team in the nation in Stanford. And uh, they, they played well. I mean, Utah Valley, they played hard. They played well the entire game, but Stanford is, is just so good. And it seems like our teams always wind up playing Stanford, especially in women's basketball in the first round. And what a team they have. Uh, several players from Colorado, uh, I noticed on their roster uh, that were playing well. They had the girl from Regis University, a woman that uh, now uh, that uh, was, was a dunker in, in high school and comes off the bench for Stanford. That's how deep they are. And uh, another uh, one of their top players from uh, Discovery Canyon down in Colorado Springs. But uh, yeah, a great season for Coach Nielsen and the Utah Valley Wolverines and and some good experience for a lot of their players to get to play in the NCAA. So as we look forward to next year, uh, that, that certainly should help them as they have a lot of players coming back. They do. Yeah. Uh, Really. We don't know who's going to come back for all of these teams with the COVID rules. It's a free, free bird. I guess you can come back if you want to, you can move on if you want to, if you're a senior. So lots of exciting things. I can't wait to kind of see this off season unroll to see who will return back next year. Like Abilene Christian, this time on the women's side, there was also a team that technically isn't in the WAC yet, but we're already cheering for them. Stephen F. Austin won the South one. They won the regular season. They won the tournament. They head to the NCAAs. They were a 12 seed, faced Georgia Tech. Game goes to overtime, and unfortunately, they lose 54-52, to but a great effort by Stephen F. Austin, their head coach. By the way, Mark Kellogg. Uh, who in my former job at the RMAC, he was the head coach at Fort Lewis uh, once upon a time, got the Skyhawks to the national championship game. And then he went to uh, Northwest Missouri and then West Texas. And now is at Stephen F. Austin. Everywhere he goes, uh, success is soon to follow. So uh, that will be once we have Stephen F. Austin in the WAC next year for women's basketball. We're going to talk with uh, Jared Olson here in a little bit from CBU, but those figure to be two very good teams uh, not only this year, but for years to come. 
Absolutely. And also speaking of success, the New Mexico State Aggies and their volleyball team sure seem to have that. That's going to be the next championship that we have up. Yeah, we've, we've had a whole week off since our last tournament. So now we, we have another tournament coming up, the WAC Volleyball Tournament. And as we record this on Tuesday, we only, I believe, have one more match in the regular season left. So we've already set the tournament field, if you will. Uh, Seattle U opting out uh, this past week. Uh, they had two, two matches left at home. And then the tournament, they had decided to opt out. And so we only have five teams that will be in the WAC tournament this year. So we're going to have Chicago State taking on UTRGV in round one. Round two, we, we have a, a barn burner potentially between Grand Canyon and Utah Valley in the 2-3 uh, matchup. They played Monday, Tuesday, Grand Canyon sweeping Utah Valley on Monday 3-0, Utah Valley sweeping Grand Canyon 3-0 on Tuesday. So what will happen at the tournament is anybody's guess. Utah Valley, of course, beat New Mexico State earlier this season. So that'll be the 2-3 matchup. New Mexico State, once again, winning the WAC championship in the regular season. They're the top seed and they'll play on Friday and the tournaments at Utah Valley originally was scheduled for New Mexico state. But if you recall, they were not allowed to play in Las Cruces for that uh, big chunk of time. Now they are, but the decision had already been made to move the tournament to Utah Valley this year. So that will be something to keep an eye on ESPN plus we'll have the coverage. Uh, I'll be there in Orem behind the scenes and uh, we're going to have tournaments coming up about every two weeks, Rachel. It's going to be a wild spring for us. I was about to say, and then two weeks after the volleyball tournament, you and I will both be at soccer tournaments. So we've got women's and men's both going on in the middle of April. I will be at the men's. You'll be at the women's. Excited for that. But let's talk women's real quick. Uh, Sydney Carr had seven goals this past weekend. Absolutely Sydney Carr is, is out. turned into one of the top players in the nation, Rachel, with the seven goals this week had four goals in one game, which is a ties the whack record for most uh, goals in a whack contest. Also, and then followed that up with a, uh, another hat trick scoring only three <laughs> the, the next time, yeah. but uh, she's had three hat tricks in her last four matches. Now 13 goals on the season tied for the lead in the NCAA. So she is uh, certainly a great player to watch if you have not had a chance to see her yet. So much fun. I can't wait to see her out in the tournament as well. And then looking at men's soccer, we actually have a team that's in the top 25. Grand Canyon University, Shellis Heinemann announced uh, before the season started, this would be his final season. Of course, a legendary coach uh, from SMU. And then with Grand Canyon, getting them to the tournament a couple of years ago, had a great run at FC Dallas, winning a, an MLS Cup as well. So certainly one of the all-time great soccer coaches, uh, calling it a career and he, he's ending in style right now, Rachel is uh, grand Canyon, one of the top teams in the league, but you know, it could be anybody's tournament as, as it's kind of a crazy COVID year. Yeah, definitely is. And he's one of my favorite interviews that I've ever done. I was able to talk to him after they won their first WAC championship. So nice. I absolutely love that interview. The energy he had was so much fun and I'm just excited for them to be able to play again and for him and whatever the next adventure will be as well. So Let's go, no, let's switch gears, I guess, a little bit to one month later, and then we'll be at, or you'll be at the softball tournament. And then two weeks after that, we've got baseball. So we're kind of rolling through them a little bit. Well, we certainly are. Yeah, softball, they're still in the non-conference uh, phase of things. Uh, it's only going to be a four-team tournament this year, Rachel, which is a little different than prior years. We'll be at Seattle U, and of course, the Red Hawks, one of the top teams always in the WAC, and Madison Cathcart are just breaking the whack career record for walks and she's right on the verge if she hasn't already uh getting the doubles mark as well so she's one of the all-time greats 
and continuing her play at Seattle U. That'll be fun to watch as they will be the host of this year's WAC tournament. Yes, Seattle is so much fun, first of all, for hosting tournaments. And hopefully you will have good weather out there, Eric. <laughs> I, I'm going to guess there's going to be a, a little bit of rain. That's going to be my forecast. I'm going to probably second that, but we can place <laughs> bets if you want. <laughs> but I, then I, I will take I, no rain. It's only a three-day tournament this year, which usually it's four or five days. So uh, not as many days to cover, but uh, usually that uh, if necessary day sometimes uh, comes into play with uh, softball, although I don't know if they have that as I think about it. I think baseball does and softball doesn't. So baseball in Mesa, it's usually a, a different kind of weather. I was um, going to say, we can definitely place bets on that one being at least 90 degrees. <laughs> that 90 one. degrees. We had beautiful weather a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and we're seeing uh, another, uh, as we're into WAC play now, uh, New Mexico state, they're playing really well. They're seven and one. We saw Dixie uh, get the whack top play this week, uh, knocking off UTRGV. They split their series. UTRGV had 18 runs in one of those yep. games, but then uh, Dixie winning in walk-off fashion. That was their uh, whack top play. They had another walk-off early in the week, beating BYU. So getting some uh, top-notch wins there. Dixie not eligible for the tournament this year, but Sacramento State, another team playing really well. They swept Utah Valley in Orem this past week, and Keith Torres hitting a home run. And uh, that'll be a storyline to watch, Rachel, because Keith Torres, remember his mom, brought the good luck plant, the GLP, to Mesa when they had to win, what is it, six games in a row to yep. win the tournament a couple of years ago. So uh, Sacramento State, I'm sure we'll have the GLP back in Mesa this year. A storyline I will never forget. That is for sure. Eric mentioned WAC Top Play, everybody. If you're not, make sure to check out the WAC social pages where you can see all of these great plays that we talk about too every single week. Uh, Eric does a phenomenal job editing all of those. But that is going to round up this. Oh, actually, just kidding. Dang what do we got? We got Jared Olson. Oh, yeah. <laughs> actually, let, let's give a quick shout out to uh, tennis and golf. Just, just mentioned tennis, golf, and outdoor track are all going on as well. Okay. <laughs> okay uh three two one three other sports going on to eric let's go golf tennis and outdoor track and field as well a full spring of wax sports those those sports are going uh, strong we're going to be in las cruces for the WAC tennis tournament at the uh, end of april early may uh, both of the WAC golf championships are going to be in Las Vegas this year. And Dave Chaffin from our office, who we've had on the WAC podcast before, we're calling him Vegas Dave because he was he was in uh, in Vegas for basketball, also uh, for swimming. Actually, we should call you Vegas Rachel because you <laughs> you're going to be headed back to Vegas for men's soccer. But he has you topped because he's staying there for men's and women's golf as well. So a lot of tournaments, uh, a lot of championships happening you know, just, just as it happens in Vegas this year, and then outdoor track and field, it's going to be at UTRGV where it was mm -hmm. supposed to be last year. Of course it was canceled because of COVID, but uh, that should be exciting as well. That'll be a very, very hot championship is what I'm going to guess with it being middle of May in Edinburgh, Texas, but nonetheless, it will be very fun. And I'll let Dave have the title Vegas Dave. Uh, he, <laughs> he can have that since he will be there a little bit longer than me, but that's going to round out our portion of the WAC podcast. Next up, we're going to have California Baptist women's head coach, Jared Olson, to sit down and talk about the WNIT and their season. That has been an unforgettable one. Stay tuned. 
Hercules Tires is the official tire of the Western Athletic Conference and for over 65 years has been providing tires with unbeatable quality at an unmatched value. Whatever the vehicle and whatever the terrain, Hercules Tires invites you to ride on our strength. For a retailer near you, visit HerculesTires.com. Welcome back to the WAC Podcast. Excited to have Jared Olson, the head coach for CBU Women's Basketball on with us. Coach, how are you? Doing great. How are you guys? Good. Doing well. Um, I guess we need to start, first of all, congratulations on all the success this season. I know it's been a whirlwind kind of the past few weeks, but um, this was a question I actually asked you on the sidelines after the, I believe, semifinal game. Yeah, that was the only game I got to chat to you about. But how proud are you of this team and everything they were able to accomplish this year? I mean, obviously, I'm really proud of these guys. Um, you know, it's been a pretty difficult year, you know, with the COVID stuff. And just, uh, I mean, then everybody had to go through that. You know, it wasn't just a basketball thing or just our team thing, but just all the things that they kind of had to work through along the way and to keep the focus um, and, and just to kind of keep, you know, working towards their goals without getting sidetracked and, and just doing so well at it. Um, you know, it's been one of the most fun teams that I've ever coached. You know, it was, it, they made my job really easy most of the time. And yeah, I was just really thankful to have the opportunity to coach them. Coach, uh, first off again, congratulations on a great season. 26 and one best ever record in the history of WAC women's basketball. Did you have an idea at the beginning of the season that it would be this special? I know uh, one accomplishment is just being able to play that many games, but then to get all those wins as well. I mean, we were joking. I mean, there's two things I would share with you with that is and at the beginning of the year, we were kind of like, it kind of started as a joke, but then it became really serious that like any game we played was, we were going to count as a win, you know, because it just, you didn't know if you were going to get to play from game to game. Um, and then the other thing I would say is prior to, you know, our first couple games, I remember sitting down with, you know, one of my assistants, Jason, and I just, we were just looking at the schedule and I said, you know, I don't think we're going to win every game, but I know every game is winnable. Um, and then we just kept winning all the games and you just kind of like, didn't want to talk about it because it was going so well. But I mean, I didn't think, I mean, you never think you're going to win every game, but I knew we would have a really good team. Um, I knew we had the right pieces in place. Um, we were pretty close to being really good last year, you know, before injuries just kind of destroyed things for us. But, um, it, it def I definitely had a feeling we were going to be pretty good. Um, but to be this good is, is still a little bit of a surprise. And it just goes to show you that, you know, you never know what these kids are going to be capable of and, and they can surpass even your, your wildest expectations. And, and they certainly did that this year. We've talked about, you know, not knowing if you're going to play the next day and what those look like. What did you ask of your team at the beginning of the season to make sure that, you know, the ability to hopefully play every single game happened? I mean, we were, you know, we, we spent a lot of time just, you know, talking a lot about COVID restrictions and like different things we could do to kind of like try to give ourselves the best chance to play games. And, you know, I, I, I think some of that stuff paid off for us, but you know, what I really was asking them to do was just to trust me um, because we we're going to ask them to do some things that we wouldn't normally ask them to do. And then also just for them to be adaptable and, and be flexible because you know, there's going to be some, some weird situations. Like we had a game that got canceled at halftime and you just have to roll with it, you know? And there's, there's other times we were just about, we were actually about to get on the bus to go to UTRGV and, and Landon called and said, Hey, you know, we, we had a positive, so we can't, we, we can't play, you know, and just kind of like being able to navigate that without like getting too down, 
you know, cause it is frustrating when those things happen, when you're looking forward to something and it kind of gets, you know, canceled or taken away and, and just kind of like trying to kind of work through some of those things, I think took a lot of trust, but also, you know, a lot of, you know, a lot of flexibility and adaptability. And it just kind of shows you how strong these kids are, you know, when you put them in situations, they're definitely a lot tougher than we'd probably give them credit for. Talking with Jared Olson, the head women's basketball coach of the WAC champion, California Baptist Lancers coach. Uh, obviously this was the third year of your transition from division two to division one and these rules are put in place. I assume to uh, restrict the number of teams going D2 to D1 or D3 to D2 and that there's a four-year uh, probationary period before you can uh, play in the NCAA tournament. But uh, I don't think when those rules were put in place that uh, people would anticipate that a team would be 26 and one and have the kind of season you did. Do you think you maybe uh, potentially uh, maybe could change history here and, and maybe the NCAA has to maybe relook at those rules? I mean, I definitely think they should relook at it. I mean, and not, I mean, obviously I'm a little biased because we, you know, obviously would have gone to the NCAA tournament if we were eligible this year, you know, but it certainly seems like it's a rule that is um, hurting the kids. You know, it, the student athletes are the only ones that really are affected by that. I mean, because they only get so many opportunities to do that. You know, they get four chances to play in the NCAA tournament and you're lucky if you can do it one time, you know, and to have that, restriction put in place on the athletes, I think is a little unfair. Um, I, I could see some restrictions that are placed on the schools in, in terms of like, a, you know, the finances of the NCAA tournament, stuff like that. But I certainly think that the NCAA should give the kids every opportunity they can to play, you know, because they're putting in the work and if, if they earn it, they should get to go. 26 and one, like Eric mentioned, how did you make sure that this team stayed so humble during the entire season to not allow like any chips on their shoulder or anything like that to come out and affect the way they played? You know, I, I think it's just a, I think that one of the things we talk about a lot with our team, we have these, we have a set of values. Um, it's commitment and humility, resilience, um, integrity, selflessness, and trust. And I think Humility was the second one I mentioned there. We spent a lot of time early on just kind of talking about that. Um, and I think that we have some good role models on our team, you know, people that have been in, you know, we had um, Ani played division two for us, you know, her first year. And, you know, we have, you know, other people that have kind of been, you know, on the team last year that what you know, we weren't as good, you know, so I think that they kind of had some humble beginnings that kind of made them appreciate the success a little bit more. Um, I also think some of my sarcasm probably helps them too. So <laughs> I'd like to knock them down every once in a while. Coach, this was our first time that we were able to see you guys in person. Uh, Rachel and I get to go to WAC Vegas each year. And of course, with all the restrictions this year, that was the first time we'd actually been to a basketball game in person. And to see your team perform, I mean, the intensity that they do it, but watching you on the sideline as well, I, I mentioned to Rachel, I said, I've never seen a team play so intense with a laid back coach. Uh, and then I mentioned that to some of the other people at CBU and they said, that wasn't always the case. Is that, is that a choice that you made that you kind of had to dial it down a little bit and your team responded? I would say when they play with intensity, I don't have to be as intense. I'd say that from number one, but I definitely, you know, when I was younger um, in my career, like I definitely was probably a little too over the top intense. And I'd certainly think that that did not help the girls play the best of their ability. And so I'm just trying to give them confidence and be a calming influence. You know, when, when I feel like they need a little bit of, you know, kicking the butt, some intensity, I try to bring it. Um, but 
I definitely think if I can kind of be a little more calm and give them some confidence, I think that definitely helps them play their best. Um, and that's not the case for everybody. You know, everybody's a little bit different, but that's, that's kind of what I've learned over the years anyway. Looking at that championship game, how was the locker room after you were able to crown yourselves WAC tournament champions? You know, they were pretty excited. Um, I think that's probably the, you know, the, one of the best things about coaching a really good team is you can just kind of see the joy and you can just see the, you know, the girls had worked so hard and you can just kind of see them let loose there for, you know, a few minutes. And, and there's just kind of like this, you know, enthusiasm that they have. It's just kind of like unleashed. And I, I just love sitting back and watching them kind of enjoy the moment, you know, and then sometimes I get to participate a little bit, but I really enjoy just watching them because it just gives me, you know, great joy seeing them be so happy and, and seeing them, you know, just kind of with that, that reward that they get for winning. And then you get to go to the WNIT, you win two games in the WNIT, first time since 1998, we've had a WAC team win two games. I'll, I'll ask you this trivia here, coach, do you know the last WAC team to win two games in the WNIT? Um, maybe like Nevada? It, it was Colorado State, see, so Rachel went to CSU, and Becky uh, Hammond was on the team, so that's uh, some pretty oh, well, good company pretty good. to be in there with, uh, <laughs> with Becky Hammond, coach. Now, that being said, uh, obviously, you win the two games, and I appreciate you coming on today with, with you just mm -hmm. played Rice last night in yeah. Texas, but Ani Oleta goes down with an injury, uh, I believe wasn't able to play last night, mm -hmm. uh, obviously not the way you want to end your career, but is there a chance we might see some of these uh, seniors back next year? How, how does that work with the COVID year and all that good stuff? I certainly hope so. Um, I mean, I'll be a lot better coach next year if they all come back. Um, I, 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 I mean, that's the goal. I mean, but everybody's going to, you know, since it just ended, it's still pretty fresh. I think we'll need a little bit of time to kind of, you know, process. I think, you know, every basketball team right now, as soon as the season ends, I think just the, the mental health toll that it's taken for such a long year and, and being so unusual, I think everybody's just going to kind of need a little bit of time to, to reset and to kind of like refocus and kind of see what they really want to do going forward. But, you know, if it was up to me selfishly, I would, you know, Ane and Brittany and Georgia, our three seniors, I would, I would force them to come back, but obviously we're just going to hope that they can do what's, you know, best for them and, you know, wish them well, whatever they do, but I definitely would like to have them come back. Coach, one thing I really enjoy about doing this podcast is that you can talk about things that maybe you couldn't talk about in other places. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you probably saw the NCAA and what happened with their tournament on the women's side. Yeah. Um, the news that broke there, I want to just get your opinion on women's sports just in general and kind of that situation and how, if it had any effect for any of your players or anything like that, if you saw any of them get heated over that situation. We have a few they get, I mean, everybody on our team obviously feels some of that, you know, and certain people that are more outspoken and we have a couple that get, you know, get pretty fired up and, you know, and, and definitely want to fight for that. And, you know, I definitely want to support them in any way I can, you know, it's, it's always kind of like, I always feel like I'm the middleman a little bit being a man, you know, but at the same time, I want to champion those, those causes because I know as someone that's grown up, my dad was a high school girls basketball coach, you know, so I grew up around women's sports and I know that women and, and girls are, are giving everything they can just as the men do. And I definitely think that, you know, a situation like that, the NCAA just really blew it, you know, and I think, you know, that happens. And I think there has to be a little bit of grace that goes into that, but at the same time, we've got to make sure that those things get fixed in the future. 
and and make sure that that they're getting everything that that the men would get you know because i think that that they deserve it and i think that if we don't do that we're definitely doing a disservice and, and i'm glad that you know that this is given an opportunity for people to talk about those things Eric, I Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Rach. I want to do one more question to kind yep. of piggyback off of that. Uh, yeah. On a positive note, though, the amount of support that came out over yeah. social media and different companies, how incredible was that to see as a coach of a women's, women's basketball team? I mean, I think that that I think that just shows that that it is a big deal, you know, that women's sports is supported and maybe it's not supported in the traditional way or maybe on the same level as maybe some of the men's sports. But that doesn't mean it's it's insignificant. And I think that you know, it, it is kind of cool when people rally behind that. And sometimes it takes an event like that to kind of, you know, get people on the same page. And hopefully that'll be a real positive thing to kind of springboard forward and, and make a real difference going in the future. Well, Coach, I uh, want to congratulate you again on a fantastic season, best win-loss percentage in WAC history at 26 and one. Made a lot of history this year with a fantastic team and uh, best of luck as you now head into the offseason. All right. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it. That's Jared Olson, the head women's basketball coach at California Baptist. Thanks for listening to the WAC Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And check out our website at WACsports.com.